0: Welcome to Leftovers from Living Proof, the podcast for stuff that didn't fit into the service.
1: We hope to share some information that'll make you think, and maybe even make you laugh. Hello there. I hope you are having a great day wherever you're listening from or whatever time it is. The sun is shining, unless you're listening to this later when it's raining, um, and more than likely the sun is not shining then. But who really knows? I'm here with Rob White and Paul Lore, and again, I am Bo Gerken. We um, are back with another podcast for LP Leftovers, things that didn't fit into our services here at Living Proof. And um, I want to start out with just a, a topic right off the top that we've actually been asked by a few people. Hey, Bo, how do people ask questions? <clears throat> we going to do this again? Yeah. Yeah, we are. Lpleftovers at gmail.com. That's our email address? It sure is. Lpleftovers at gmail.com. You will use a computer or your phone or any other device that accepts email. And you type it in at the top where it says who you want to send to. And then you write the question in the message column and hit send. And it usually makes it to us.
2: To Lpleftovers at gmail.com.
1: That is correct, Rob. Awesome. Anywho, I wanted to start out with, uh, Rob, I think you actually came up with this question. You want to ask him about Adam and Eve? (laughs)
2: Uh, So uh, the question that I came up with was, do uh, Adam and Eve have uh, belly buttons? You know, we've always had this, uh, which came first, the chicken or the egg? And (laughs) I I don't care about chickens, but... um, Oh, yeah, you do. Well,
1: because they're tasty. Right. Uh, Adam
2: and Eve, though... Did, did, did they have belly buttons? Because I, I know why I have a belly button, but I don't know. No,
1: explain Adam, it to the kids, Rob.
2: Well, <laughs> the, <laughs> 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 because that's where the cord was. Mm-hmm. So, um, I mean, most of the pictures you see of Adam and Eve, they have a belly button. So did God create them with Are a he, belly button?
1: You're basing that off pictures you've seen of people that have drawn Adam well, and Eve.
2: Everybody else has imagined that, so why, why would why would I imagine that? Why why wouldn't I imagine that they don't have a belly button?
1: I I really don't know. Um, da Vinci sees
2: them with a belly button. We should <laughs> probably like Photoshop that.
1: Well, it says that we're made in Christ's image. Did Christ have a belly button? Of course he yes. did. Yes. Okay, so we're made in Christ's image. Adam
2: and Eve were long before Christ.
1: Yeah, but he, the same guy, made them.
2: Uh, good point.
1: And he knew how it was gonna. So, so you are you are you making the argument for them not having one? Uh, yeah, I am. Okay, <laughs> I am. Okay, I, I first of all, we all the only evidence we have is says that we're made in his image. Right. We know that he had a belly button.
2: He Jesus. had a belly button, yes.
1: And so if Adam and Eve were created in Christ's image, then he probably gave him a belly button.
0: I wonder if it's an Innie or an Audi.
1: Who, hold on, why? hold on, why hold on, does hold on. Does hold that on, hold on. <laughs> why does that matter?
2: This, this can't be the case. Why? Well, I mean, you're going to say they're exact duplicates? No. He didn't make Eve just like Jesus. That's a faulty argument.
1: Okay, well, you you have an argument, and I will give you that, that we don't know.
2: You're right, we don't know. We don't
1: know, either way. But I will say that the only evidence we have, the only thing that we're told is that we were made in his image. And so if he's making women today in the same image as he was making Eve, and they all have belly buttons, I would lean towards that Eve had a belly button. And I would lean towards that Adam had a belly button. But I'm not sure. And, th- ho- and honestly, we're probably not going to know until we get there. You would know honestly by looking at, hey, that's Adam. Yeah. You, without you know, even true. knowing. Yeah. yeah. What if God just plays a trick on you when you get there, and he sends out some random dude without a belly button, and you're like, oh, hey, Adam. And then he looks like weird. He's like, what's that guy talking or about? Or maybe
2: a belly button is like a scar. And when we get to heaven, we remove all the scars, so nobody has a belly button.
1: Could be, because we're going to have perfect bodies. Yeah. Yep.
2: I I already do.
1: Right. So, I mean, out of everyone, you would relate to what is happening.
2: Except that I have a belly button.
1: (laughs) Right. So, if you got rid of your belly button, you would have the perfect body to then know what Adam feels like. Supposing he didn't have a belly button. Supposing. Yeah. Yeah, I I don't know. I don't know. But can I go on to the next topic? I
2: I would appreciate it if you would, (laughs) because I think I've said pretty much everything I can about this one. Well, I mean, I really
1: don't... I I understand the argument, and I understand where you're going with it. To be honest with you, it's one of those things um, that really doesn't matter.
2: Unless you really want to know. Unless Unless you're Adam,
1: and you're, you're mad. True. That you don't have one... So um, I did get this question, um, and, and it is a hard question, and I've done some research on it today to try to find a, a good answer. And, and to be honest with you, I've never, I haven't I have found anything that suits my liking in the answer, so I kept researching. You know it's one of those things where you look it up and you're like, well, I, I'm pretty sure it's this way. And then when you start researching it, it's really not that way. And so you just continue to look until you get the answer that fits you. That's what kind of what happened. Um, So, to the believers that have died, and we're talking today, so if um, you have family members or you have relatives that have passed on and you believe they were believers in in Jesus and they knew who Jesus was, do you think they go to heaven right now? Or do you think that their bodies are just there and they're kind of just in limbo until Jesus comes back?
2: Good question. Mm
1: Mm-hmm. So uh,
2: you want me to answer that, or? Well, I, I, I want you.
1: A... I want your initial response um, of what you are thinking, because people are going to think about this and go, "Man, I, some of them are going to go, okay, yeah, that is a good question." Some of them are going to go, "Well, I know the answer to that. That's they're in heaven right now," you know. Yeah. Um, and then there is going to be some that I didn't even ever think about it, and they're you know so. I I have a scripture that goes along with it, but I want to get your initial response first.
2: Well, I would say the <clears throat> the movies that I've seen where mm-hmm. people went to heaven mm-hmm. um it it happened immediately and you know they were brought back to life. Um and they talk about yeah, you know, being spending time in heaven. So I would say they're probably immediately in heaven. Okay.
1: If if you believe those stories are true. Okay. And do you believe those stories are true? I think so. Yeah. Okay. Some of them, at least. Yeah. Okay, Paul. What do you think?
0: Uh, I I think the same thing. I think as soon as you pass away, that you're there in heaven with with Christ.
1: Okay. Um, he sounds like he
2: has something up
1: his sleeve there. Don't no, he, I I I really don't. I'm going to read you this, and it and it's it's going to be a little bit lengthy. Um, so I'm going to try to read it to where. Let me figure out where I was at here. I don't, I don't like this version that I was on. So and this me... is the point where
2: you folks in the podcast will see the little 10-second button with an arrow that goes up and around. That's where you can fast-forward 10 seconds and right. wait until Bo finds the verse.
1: Right. Thank you, Rob. Um, so First Thessalonians 4, starting in verse 13. And this is actually titled in the NIV Bible, Believers Who Have Died. Okay? So it's going to be pretty direct. Brothers and sisters, we do not want you to be uninformed about those who sleep in death, so that you do not grieve like the rest of mankind you have who have no hope. For we believe that Jesus died and rose again, and so we believe that God will bring with Jesus those who have fallen asleep in him. So when it talks about that Jesus is going to bring them, it's it's talking about the second coming. It's talking about him coming back for, for the earth, huh. Right. It says that for we believe that Jesus died and rose so we believe that God will bring with Jesus those who have fallen asleep in him. According to the Lord's word, we tell you that we who are still alive, who are left until the coming of the Lord will certainly not precede those who have fallen asleep. For the Lord himself will come down from heaven with a loud command, with the voice of an archangel and with the trumpet call of God and the dead in Christ will rise first. Okay, after that, we who are still alive and left will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and so we will be with the Lord forever, therefore encourage one another with these words. ending in verse 18. Paul, I guess that kind of blows our theory then, huh?
0: Well, doesn't in the Bible doesn't it say uh, God has a new body for us? He does. So, so if we die, and that scripture you just read, do we go there instantly, like our spirit? And then it's when Jesus comes back.
1: Why would he want the old body if he's got you a new one?
0: I'm just saying our body's not there yet. You don't have that until Jesus comes back the second time. So we're made in Christ's image at that time. We have Christ's body. Maybe
1: there's a deposit he can get back on it. <laughs> it's it's like the core. <laughs> to, 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 I got to take the core back to get some to get some money back. Um, no, so like my initial hope and thought was also just like your guys'. I was hoping and I've always thought that we're in heaven, you know, right when we die. I don't, I don't know if Jesus loves us and God loves us. So why would we, why would he hold that off from us if we're, you know, where where are we at? Um, in the meantime Just like an eternal sleep until Jesus comes back um, So There's been people asleep for 2,000 years Waiting for Jesus to return You know um, what, Where are we at with that But the only thing I can think of Is it says that um, we He'll come back for us And the dead will rise And I'm wondering if he's talking about Like the spiritual Dead will rise like the the spiritually um, dead, I, I I don't know. I'm just throwing out theories and scenarios um, because I still want to believe in my heart that, and um, maybe it's a fault of mine that I'm with Jesus right when I die. I don't want to know if it says it's an encouraging word. It's really not encouraging to me <laughs> to to think I could just be in limbo. There's people laying in the ground for 2,000 years waiting yeah. for Jesus to come back. Yeah.
2: Well, but then again, if you're dead and you're laying in the ground, do you know it's 2,000 years?
1: No, that's what, I mean, no, probably not. Maybe
2: you are with the Lord, um, and and the fact is that time is standing still for you. And when the Lord returns, those who are falling asleep or dead mm-hmm. um, uh, are called up. And and again, time has stood still. It's it's not like we had to wait two thousand years for something to happen,
1: right? And Jesus's time is completely different than our time. Yeah, like you know, mm-hmm. it says the Bible also talks about that. Um, so that that we will never, we won't be able to recognize time like we do now, or because he, it's not on his time system. But so I guess going back to that Thessalonians, so God will bring with Jesus those who have fallen asleep in Him, fallen asleep. Are you guys taking that as die have died? I, that's what I would say. Yeah. Okay. So they've fallen asleep, and then Jesus is going to bring those with him. So if, he, if he's going to bring those with him, it would tell me that we're already with him if he's going to bring us along. And and then so like it's almost like your family members are going to be meeting and waiting in the clouds for you, or waiting in the air, and then he's going to bring up the ones that are still here on earth to meet them, right? Right. I mean, that's the that's where, that's way where I'm reading it. That's, that's the positive I've seen out of it is that if we think that we're already in heaven, then we're going to meet our family members in the air, and then we'll all go up together. It says in the clouds, we'll all go up to heaven together. Um, I,
2: I don't know if you guys uh, ever saw this movie, but when, when I was a teenager, which was a really long time yeah, ago.
0: 54. Black and white still.
2: There was a movie called A Thief in the Night. Thief in the Night. night. And they night. they imagined what the second coming of Christ would be like. And uh, and it was pretty scary. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you know, it was like all at once, um, everybody left. Right. Not everybody. Just the good people. <laughs> um, but uh, Just the
1: people that are flat out better. <laughs>
2: that's right. It was actually the people that had... Uh, I'm making air quotes now, by the way. Had accepted Christ, they can't see you. I know that's why I said I'm oh, okay, making air quotes. Okay, okay, and um, and and so <laughs> uh, it was just those people who who were taken, and and then there was the seven years of tribulation, and right. and and the movie was really about you know what happened to all those people, mm-hmm. um, and then there was actually the second uh, movie, which I can't remember what that was called, but. Um, it was about those seven years and, and, and then, you know, what happens at the end of those seven years. Mm -hmm. So,
1: so are you a pre-trib guy? Like you believe in pre-tribulation? Do you know what I mean by that?
2: I have no idea what you mean by that.
1: Okay. So there are people that say believe pre-trib, post-trib, tribulation. When I say trib, I'm saying tribulation. Gotcha. And that's an actual, are you, are you serious, Paul? Seriously? Are you doing business right here? We're on a podcast. You got
2: to be Sorry. such a rookie to do that. <laughs> I'll turn it off. <laughs> oh my goodness!
1: So anyway, you were so saying pre-trib, post-trib, right? So there are believers out there that think post-trib um, that we actually will. If you're if you're a believer and you're going through the tribulation, like you will actually go through that harsh time of the tribulation before. And then there's those that are pre-trib that that believe that God's going to call up the believers ahead of that tribulation. So they don't live through that, you know, that seven years. And then, and so you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, and, and so I've always, you know, people are going to ask me, so I'm going to just go ahead and say I, it. I've always leaned on pre-trib because again, I just think God's crazy about us. And I, I think he is too. <laughs> I think he's absolutely cra- And I don't think we actually understand. And I just don't see if you're living for Christ that he's going to go, you know what? I'm going to make that believer just because he's still on earth or she's still on earth. I'm going to make them go through hell on earth. Right. Again. <laughs> because sometimes it is anyway. So so I would say I'm a pre-trib believer. Okay.
2: Um, and, and that's kind of what the movie supposed was. Mm-hmm. Was, again, all those who who believed in Christ and had accepted him as their Savior, were, were called up to heaven. Mm-hmm. And then everybody else who kind of was lukewarm and went to church and,
1: mm-hmm.
2: you know, there, there didn't even, really live it. There were even really good people who right. never took the time to to say that they had accepted Christ, mm-hmm. who got left behind. So then they had the opportunity to do that, but they had to live through the tribulation. Right. Now. The more modern version of this is the movie called Left Behind.
1: Right. Kirk and Cameron.
2: Uh, I, I was thinking of the other one.
1: Oh. Um, uh, no one I know is Kirk Cameron.
2: No, 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 no. There was one with Nick Cage.
1: Nicolas Cage? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Seriously. Yeah, because apparently
2: people wouldn't go to see Kirk Cameron, but they would go to see Nick Cage. That was That's just not, not true. I don't think either one of those movies did
1: great. <laughs> not. I actually didn't see either one fully all the way through. Yeah, I've never. watched and I know that all makes me a terrible through. Christian to skip a Kirk Cameron movie, but
0: <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about the Nick Cage one. I did. That too. was that was just after the Kirk Cameron one. I try to forget
1: that. Was he's, it really? I, I actually yeah. try to forget that he's an actor. Nicholas Cage. Yeah. Gone in sixty seconds. It's just, no, he, I don't like him. Moonstruck. I don't. Face off no oh face off that's a great movie I really don't like it I don't I don't like uh, him he's the same actor in all of his movies wow like National Treasure is probably his best movie and so if if you know going off of this um I also received another question that kind of spins off of this that goes along the same deal so people passed away before Jesus came and died on the cross correct I believe so (laughs) Okay, okay. I,
2: I I, I don't know. I'm I'm not really sure how old Noah was when he started building the boat, but it it was way older than I think I'm ever going to live.
1: Yeah, I'll just clear that up for you. People died before Jesus um, died on the cross, and so (laughs) I'm. uh, I had a question: What happens to them? Because we think and we know that Jesus paid for our sins and paved the way for us to go to heaven. But he had to die on the cross for us to pay for those sins correct didn't didn't I bring this question <coughs> up several weeks ago when
2: we talked about lazarus?
1: you did, and um we kind of skipped over it because uh-huh, it made uh-huh. us it made us um uneasy uncomfortable yeah um because we didn't we didn't really have an answer and, then, and so somebody that listened to the podcast actually emailed me and said, "So what did happen to people oh because yeah, because of your good comment <laughs> <laughs>
2: I don't know that it was a good comment. Yeah. Uh,
1: so so going back to the
0: scripture you just read, could those be the people that he comes back to pick up?
1: Well, it could, but then that means they've been... They were before Christ. Yeah. Absolutely, but we're after. So if that's the case, then why why don't they get to go and we do? Just because we were born after?
2: I I don't think that God... Took and drew a line. Mm-hmm. Like, what about all the people that were born before but not died while Jesus died on the cross? Mm-hmm. Did he die for them? Mm-hmm. And for everybody that came after?
1: Right. Then I think he died for everybody that came before. Exactly. So my thought is, when Jesus paid for the sins on the cross, he paid for the sins for people ahead of him that believed in him and for the people after Jesus died on the cross. He paid for all those sins, past, present, and future.
2: Like even my grandkids that aren't born yet?
1: Right. He paid for them. And and, and honestly, you think about some of the prophets that died, some of the amazing men of God that lived and believed in Jesus, Abraham, Moses, go down the line, Joshua. I mean, you can go down that whole lineage, and they all lived for Jesus. They all proclaimed his name. Um, They all prayed to him. <clears throat> Although they couldn't live up to the the law, none of them could, they all lived for Jesus. So I think that when Jesus died on that cross, he was not only carrying the future sins of all of us still sitting here today, struggling with sin, but he also took on all the sins of people of the past. If they proclaimed his name and had a relationship with him and believed in who he was as God, Jesus paid for those sins. I,
2: I can't argue that
1: because we were cur- people were curious, um, of where we were at with that. And I think that I, that's the only explanation I can come up with is that And I'll go back to it again, that Jesus is crazy about us and he, he doesn't want to see us. To, like sometimes we lean on this side of, we're almost like finding a way to not go to hell when Jesus is up there. Like I've already found a way for you not to go to hell. I've already done that. Um and so we're like we're like poking the bear going, "Okay, what what's the most we can get by with without going to hell?" It's well, just it's crazy.
2: So so you you brought up a really good point there and uh, you know, I think some people think that there's like a border and as long as I don't cross that border, I'm going to be okay.
1: Right. I, they're, and, they're scorekeeper Christians. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: And and honestly, you know, I think for the longest time, I, I kind of felt like there was this, well, there are certain things I can do and other things that I can't
1: do. And, mm. you know, where, where's the line? So you're still living by the law.
2: Right. How how, how close can I get to the outside <laughs> edge?
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And And my pastor at the time said, you're looking out here on the edge. And what you need to be looking at is the bullseye in the middle. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Instead of thinking about what do I have to do to stay in this border, think about how can I
0: get closer to the
2: to the to the center yeah and and that 's all about building that relationship with christ mm. um, that the the last thing in the world I want to do is try and find where where the border is. nobody wants to flirt with that border
1: no um, well and and we also look at Jesus all the time as <clears throat> Um, this, this rule keeper and, and honestly, the, the Bible is not this book of rules and regulations, um, that are there to come down on you and condemn you. They, they really aren't that they, it was designed as a book. And I say it all the time as a book that protects you from yourself. It's a book that protects you from you causing destruction to yourself for eternity. Yeah. That's what it is. It's 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 basically like training up a child and saying, okay, um, if you put your hand on a hot pan and you burn yourself, and then yet when we put our hand there, Jesus is like, I'm still got. I'm going to protect you, and I'm going to heal you, but it it still causes you the pain. There's still consequences for those actions. So, for instance, I'm just going to throw this topic out there because. For all the pastors that listen, and I actually had a couple pastor friends that listened to our podcast and really enjoyed it, by the way. The number one thing that pulls people into church and pulls them into relationship with Christ is relationships. Good, healthy relationships pulls you in because um, you look at people that love one another. You look at people that are in unity. You look at opportunities to have friendship, to have joy, to have fellowship. Those relationships pull you into a church community. The number one thing that pulls people away from church is also relationships. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Bad, unhealthy relationships will pull you away, and good relationships pull you in. It's, it's so uncomplicated, but yet we make it so tough. If, if you are doing things God's way, you will, you will live a life that you could only dream of living here on earth. You really will. I believe that. If you don't do it God's way, there's consequences that come with that. For instance, finding a starting to date a girl, sleeping with her before marriage, doing things that you know you're not supposed to do that the Bible says, "Do not do not put your hand there, you will burn yourself." Yeah. And yet we do them, and then when that relationship goes south, you're like, "Well, I don't know about this whole you know, religious thing. And, and, and you look at it and you can go back to every time. If you didn't do it, God's way, there are consequences. And when you do it, God's way, it goes, it goes exactly how it's supposed to go. So really we just need
2: to read the book, which is the instructions.
1: It's the instruction manual of life. And just like all of us, when we get something and to put it together, we all like to try to skip the instruction manual and see if we can just fit screws wherever. And then with the end, you end up with a whole bunch of leftover parts and then you justify it by saying, "Oh, they always send extra bolts." And I, in all honesty, they don't. I think you're mixing metaphors here. I'm confused. <coughs> Did I burn my hand with the extra parts? <laughs> that was a really good metaphor, though.
2: I know. Uh, actually, I am. I am the perfect example because I was the kid <coughs> who put his hand over each of the burners until I found the hot one.
1: Oh my goodness!
2: Why? Uh, I don't know. I, I honestly can't just your brain's
1: not large.
2: Could be it. <laughs> <laughs> I I was testing boundaries at the time. Yeah, uh-huh, uh-huh. how
1: would it work out for you? Ow, <laughs> it hurt. Yeah, but that is that is what we do as Christians, and then yet yeah, we blame God in the end. We blame God for all the leftover stuff.
2: What do you mean the leftover stuff? The 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 stuff that we can't the handle?
1: piece the pieces that don't fit anymore. Oh yeah. Well, we we look back on our life and. Go man! If I would have done this as a teenager, if you read the book, it tells you how to act as a teenager. Yeah. But honestly, we wait till our life gets in dire need. I can't tell you how many people I counsel and how many people come and want to meet with me, but they wait till their life is in shambles, and then they're like, "You know what? I'm going to do. I'm going to try out this God thing." And they don't. They don't give it a hundred percent though. Oh, they in their heart they want to but they don't they've never read the instructions or the manual to know what that even looks like. For instance, he tells us exactly what to do with our money for serving one another. He tells us how to love one another. He tells us how to forgive. One of the biggest things that people struggle with today is forgiveness. Yeah. God tells us how to do it, and then yet we don't we don't we don't like his answer. And then and then we're upset when it doesn't when the relationship doesn't work out.
0: You said it. I
1: kind of went on a preaching rant there. (laughs) Please feel free to email us or contact us about topics that maybe you want to hear more about. Some of the things that you'll probably email to us we will not run with because we'll probably just completely ignore them. Uh, But anyways. What Bo meant to say
2: was please email us at lpleftovers (laughs) at gmail.com. Again,
1: that's lpleftovers at gmail.com. That is so true. That is exactly what I meant to say. But thank you guys for joining us. Appreciate it very much. Join us next time. Subscribe. Get your friends to subscribe to our podcast. And then maybe in all seriousness, one day we really will have a sponsor and we won't have to joke about it. Wait a minute. We're not getting paid for this? I quit my job to do this.
2: (laughs) And we appreciate that. (laughs) We do appreciate you taking the time to listen to Leftovers, the living proof podcast for the stuff that didn't fit into our service. We hope you had some fun. We made you laugh, but mostly I hope we made you think.